Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of Uncensored. Today, I would be talking about consent and coercion. So I found that uh, issues of consent and coercion have been popping up rather frequently on social media these days, especially Twitter. And so, and from the replies that we see online, it's, it's obvious that a lot of people don't understand consent and coercion. And this has enhanced the rape culture. So it's important that we understand these things. I know a lot of people missed sex education when they were quite younger because of how Nigeria is, but we're grown now and there's no excuse for not understanding these things. And so that is why issues like this are coming up regularly. And I found a need to want to always explain, at least this year, I know that I've spoken about consent and coercion at, at least nothing less than three, four times. I had, I had a meetup last month and I discussed about content and question and I was very happy that everybody understood that during the meetup. So I decided to share it here and that's what I'll be discussing today. So first of all, we're going to talk about what content is. So we're going to take from content and then move to question. So basically what's content? Um, content is basically giving permission to carry out an activity or to do something. So in terms of sex, it's basically agreeing to have sex with somebody. Basically, it's that simple. It's not really hard. And we need to understand that consent is very important at every point of having sex and for every form of sexual activity you carry out. You shouldn't feel forced to have sex or you shouldn't feel forced or feel like you owe someone sex. And so, I want to bring content down to our everyday lives and how it affects us so we'll have a better picture. So imagine if you're a writer and or you're creative and you create a very beautiful content, can be whatever kind of thing you think. And someone comes, picks up the whole idea, no permission, no reference to you, makes a lot of money from it. How would you feel? Yes, that, like just imagine how you would feel. It's, it feels like you're being robbed, right? And so let's imagine how that feels with sex. Imagine you, imagine how you feel. And so just think about that other person also. And it gives you a clearer picture. So it makes you understand that consent is a basic human right. It's everybody's right to give permission for sex, either male or female. So it's not streamlined to just females. Even men, men can actually feel like they've been coerced or they've been forced to have sex. And it's not like it's something that doesn't happen. And for me, I see consent as something that has to do with respect. So if you respect me enough, you would want to ask me if I want to have sex with you. And so it's important that we respect each other and even when it comes to sex you're respecting the person consent is supposed to be freely given it is meant to be freely given and for every sexual situation we find ourselves in we should feel like we should be able to say yes or no at every point and we can also stop sexual activity at any point in understanding consent there are some basic principles to it that guides consent so the first one is silence is not consent. 
if someone doesn't if someone doesn't say anything or gives you a silence that doesn't mean consent the person is not agreeing to it no means no let's not assume and that's one of the issues we always have with consent people always assume that because i said no my body is saying yes no let's not assume let's take out assumption anything that has to do with sexual activity let no mean no intoxicated people cannot give consent i remember last week i was i wanted to print out some documents on sexual and reproductive health and i put a question intoxicated intoxicated people can give consent and i and i realized that the guy printing read it and he i didn't even ask him he just said it out and said yes intoxicated people can give consent and i was like no this cannot pass me but so i ended up giving a mini lecture on consent to the man and before i knew it three other two other men joined and at the end of the day they realized that oh okay and i was very happy because at the end of the day i know that some people's ideas about consent changed so it's important to know that intoxicated people cannot give consent if they are intoxicated on drugs or they are on alcohol, they cannot give consent. Their senses are altered. Their rational thinking is altered. So they cannot give consent. Consent once is not lifetime consent. So some people will tell you once they be always they be. You've had sex with her before or you've had sex with him before. You should also go and have sex again. It is important for you to know that at every point, you must still seek consent and you must give consent. You must always seek and give consent, not no no assumptions. And consent can be withdrawn anytime. When I mean anytime, I mean anytime. So even if you are about to have an orgasm and the person withdraws consent, well, I, I can't help you, but that's the end. The person has withdrawn consent. Then you are not entitled to anybody's body. It's not your body, it's their body. So they have the right to do whatever they want to do with their body. Consent means being told yes. There is no fast and hard rule to how consent should be given. Sometimes consent can be implied, not necessarily saying yes. But you should be sure that the person actually is giving consent. Then saying no at all does not also... Saying nothing at all does not mean consent. So if somebody doesn't say anything, a girl or a boy doesn't say anything, sometimes they really don't know how to, don't know how to say yes or no to you. So they'll rather not say anything. And it's important that we respect that for people. So let's not assume that because they are not saying anything, it means yes. Let's consent be taken appropriately. And it's important that we do not confuse people also. Let your no mean no when you are giving consent. Don't let your mouth say one and your body say another. And when I mean body, I mean your body language. Let your body and your words align. And that's how assertion comes in. You have to be assertive also about your body. You have to know when to say no and say yes. It's very, very important. So you're not giving mixed signals to people. But at the same time, it's also important for you to ensure that whoever you want to have sex with is giving you proper consent. And consent is done right when you do not make assumptions. You don't have to make assumptions about consent. So I always ask, and I think you should also think about it. What does consent mean to you? What does it look like to you? 
for me, I would say it looks like respect. Respect for space, respect for body, respect for limits, respect for safety, and you're not pushing further or begging me for sex. It has to be freely given for me. And so I would like that you think about it. What does consent mean to you? And also for, consent, for you to be able to give consent and receive content, it's important to know how to communicate adequately. You must always know how to communicate properly. Communication is something that, have, that, that, that a lot of people don't know how to do when it comes to their sexual lives. And so it brings about all these gray areas of, well, I didn't want to have sex with you, but you forced me to have sex with you, and issues like that. So it's important to always let always say yes when you want to say yes and say no when you want to say no and communicate properly and so you can say things like um is this okay can we go further that is you can see consent like that is this okay can i go further can i kiss you not like you come and just kiss somebody that's very very wrong boy or girl don't just do that if their bodies learn to respect this and you can also reply as I'm trying to, I'm open to this. I'm open to trying this. And I always tell people that when it comes to sex, I know a lot of people are quite timid about it, but you should not be timid about it. And that's where some of these issues come about. Always, no matter how embarrassing it might seem, because it can be very embarrassing for a lot of people, you should always try and learn to communicate. Then there are some things that consent does not look like. Assuming that wearing certain clothes, flirting or kissing is an invitation for anything more, it's not. Just cancel your head from it. Someone being under the legal age of consent as defined by the state. So if you're in Nigeria and you're telling me that you're seeking consent from someone lower than 18 years, that's nonsense. Someone below the age of 18 cannot give consent. They cannot decide for themselves properly. So how do you want to be seeking consent for someone? They don't even know the advantages or disadvantages of whatever they are doing. So how can you say they can give consent? Then someone being incapacitated, like I said earlier, because of drugs or alcohol, they cannot give consent to. Pressuring someone into sexual activity by using fear or intimidation. So issues of lecturers, intimidating people, or older people intimidating younger girls, or if or someone older than you intimidating you to have sex or using threats or force like your boss at work or a lecturer or someone senior to you can actually intimidate you to have sex. That is not consensual sex at all. Then assuming to have permission to engage in the sexual act, like I said also before, because you have done it in past. Once the bear is not always the bear at all at all. So now we're going to talk about coercion. And the thing about coercion is that sometimes even we being coerced do not realize that we're being coerced. For a long time, I never understood what coercion was until recently when I was really learning about coercion and I realized that, oh my, oh my, I've been coerced several times and I didn't even realize that. And the thing about coercion is that for some people, we need to know that for some people, they are uncomfortable actually giving people answers of yes and no. So it can be very difficult for them to say yes or no and get easily coerced. So that is why it's always important to learn to be assertive about your sexuality. Be assertive. Let your no be your no. Let your yes be your yes. It's your body. You do whatever you want to do with it. And you don't, you, you don't have to be remorseful about it. It's your body. It's your rights. 
don't let anybody threaten you or make you feel bad about it. So, question is the action or practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. Sexual coercion is unwanted sexual activity that happens when you're pressured, tricked, threatened, or forced in a non-physical way. So, if you listen to the keywords, pressured, tricked, threatened, or forced in a non-physical way, and it can make you think that you owe sex to someone, which is very true. Sexual coercion can come from someone who has power over you, like a teacher, a landlord, a boss, an elderly person. Sexual coercion is manipulative and it's abuse. And like I said earlier, some people who have been coerced do not even realize that they have been coerced. So it's important that we understand what coercion means so that we can even know when we're being coerced. Because if you don't know when you're being coerced, that would you even be able to say yes and no accordingly. So it's important that we know that. So how does coercion work? It works by... So how it works is that you can be worn down by someone. Keep, they keep asking you for sex. And that can be very, very annoying. Have sex with me, have sex with me. Like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. That can be very, very annoying and irritating. So that is coercion. Being lied to or being promised things that weren't true to trick you into having sex. That is true. If someone is promising you something on the basis of having sex with the person, that is coercion. Nobody should attach sex to anything. So if someone buys you something, you do not owe anybody sex. Like I was saying, Yoruba Saranie, that means it's free. The person gave you freely. So take it. It's also free. Don't let anybody make you feel like you owe them sex. Then having someone threaten to end the relationship or spread rumors about you if you don't have sex with them, which is quite common amongst some people. They tell you that they're going to spread rumors about sex, to, about what you did or that you're a bad person. I've had adolescent, an adolescent girl tell me that a boy wanted to date her and she said no and the boy said threatening to spread rumors about sex so about like that she's loose and things like that and i can tell you that i almost i was mad at first about such things already happening in secondary schools so you see that these things are some are things are already happening deep down into society it's going deep and it's not just for adults alone then having an authority figure like a boss or professor pressure you into having sex, which is quite common if you schooled in Nigeria, that I was very happy because my my department I I had mainly female nurse, uh, female lecturers, so I didn't have issues like that with the lecturer. Then if you're having sex because you're being told it's your duty, you're my wife, you're my girlfriend, you're supposed to be having sex with me, is a lie. You don't owe anybody sex. It's not your duty to have sex with anybody. It's not your duty. If you need to define your relationships and understand, especially for people that are not married, you need to define your relationships before you start. It's quite common for some people, before you want to start a relationship, you tell them, oh, for this relationship, I do not want to have sex. No form of sex at all. Then they tell you that, yeah, it's cool, it's fine. And then a month, two months down the line, then you see them start pressuring for sex. And you're like, well, I thought we agreed. So things like that, so that's coercion. You need to understand that if you define your relationship at the beginning of the month, begin before the relationship started, that you do not want to have sex. And then later into the relationship, the person is pressuring you to have sex. I think that's like a red flag for me. It's a red flag. We need to reconsider or you need to sit down and talk to the person. 
and let the person and let the person understand that this is what was agreed on earlier and you can work things out from there then if you don't sleep with me i'm going to sleep with someone else like <laughs> go and sleep with someone else you should not force anybody if you know you want to sleep with other people go and sleep with other people why are you not still pressuring the person to have sex with you if you know you want to sleep with other people go and sleep with other people that's fine and this is where assertiveness comes in don't whoever would sleep with other people will sleep with other people irrespective of if they sleep with you or not so then let's not get deceived by if you don't have sex with me i'll have sex with other people whoever will have sex with other people will have sex with other people then if you're having sex out of guilt you shouldn't have sex out of guilt at all then if you're being pressured to drink during the party so it's very it's also common that some people would be topping your drink your cup every time with alcohol because they know that once you take a lot of alcohol and you're intoxicated your sense of judgment is altered so that's a form of coercion on its own also then if you're having sex to avoid angering your partner this is actually a red flag for a relationship your partner should not be angry that because you don't know want to have sex with them and that is why it's important to understand what a healthy relationship means sex should not be done out of fear or to protect yourself it is not if you're even having sex out of fear that's no longer question it has gone to it has gone to assault and so i it's important that we understand all these things and we try to apply it to our everyday lives we need to unlearn a lot of things that we've known earlier i know it's going to be a bit tasking for some people to unlearn but we need to understand this read more and understand how these things work so you do not get stuck in issues of sexual coercion and consent because it's really really not fair to coerce people to have sex with you i hope this has been helpful so if you have any questions comments please send your email to the to preggies and babies at gmail.com p-r-e-g-g-i-e-s n b a b i e s at gmail.com you can always send your comments or whatever topics you want us to discuss on the podcast i'll be ready to listen to you my name is ola jimoke and thank you for listening